Live from our super secret studios above Jacques' flower shop, this is Gerard at Large. Yeah, baby! Good morning, Manchester. Live and local. News, sports, politics, traffic, and weather. Rich isn't afraid to tackle the tough questions. Who told you you can eat my cookies? You talking to me? Yeah, I hear you. You had a question for me. It's all here on the Gerard at Large radio program. Hello? I'm sorry, who'd you say you were? I am your host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Here's Richard. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 1 of Gerard at Large. I am your unbelievable host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. And as we were coming on the air this morning, we saw a post from another member of our large and loyal listening audience that says the charges that the Manchester Police Department brought against a Manchester mom, Alicia Neely. We talked about this story yesterday with Kimberly Morin. Uh, Monday with Kimberly Morin, right? Was it yesterday, Monday? What the hell's today? Today is Wednesday. All right. Josh just held up his uh, three fingers. <laughs> third day of the week. At least third day I... Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm just hearing from a member, uh, a constituent, who is also a member of our large and loyal listening audience. Uh, he saved a yard sign from the middle of the road the other night. If I want to have it back, of course I do. Where was it? Yeah, I took some, I took some sign damage. Um, did your site crash? I can't log in. I, not that I'm aware of cause I'm in. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> But yeah, so I took I did take some Stein damage. You know, it was interesting because, um, you know, I have those. Uh, I don't know if they're corrugated plastic, what it's called, but I'll. They're the sturdy signs, and the ones you put up on the, uh, you know, those metal metal legs, not the big green ones, but you know, the ones you put up through the middle. And um, I've learned over the years how these things work. So one of the things that I typically do is rather than have this sign on top of this three foot uh, thing that gets blown around in the wind and you know how a lot of them look like grass that just got too long and drooped over by the end of the campaign uh oh wow (laughs) anyway sorry can't talk and type at the same time. Uh, so what I do is I cut the. Uh, I, I usually cut those things in half. So when I put my signs, they're they're low low, low to the ground they're, if they're not right attached to the ground, and that way when the wind blows, they you know they don't blow over, they don't bend, they don't do any of that crazy stuff. Well, guess what? <laughs> the wind was so powerful the other day; it actually snapped the metal tines on. Uh, at least a handful of my signs. It was weird because some of my signs were completely untouched. Some were completely gone. Some I found um, and they had been blown. And that's how I discovered. I went to the places where they were and I, I saw the the part that was in the ground still in the ground. 
but the sign had literally, the force of the wind had literally snapped those uh, metal tines. But anyway, so I want to thank John in South Manchester um, for uh, rescuing a sign. I have no idea how it got to where he is from where it was, but uh, <laughs> that's uh, quite a gust of wind. <laughs> wow. Ed brought me a – oh, that Ed, you're the best. All right. So as we're getting underway here, uh, we are most certainly going to be talking about uh, some of the – what's that? Oh, no. I, I, I take it black. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to tell you. Oh, no. But anyway. Um, but Manchester Police Chief Nick Willard personally – now, this is from um, our, our good friend Kimberly Morin, who I have to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that she didn't actually send me a link to this when she published it. Because um, if she had <laughs> – and I, I, I shouldn't go too far and say she didn't because I haven't been in my inbox, but I typically honestly don't get her posts for some reason um, – but it was brought to our attention by a member of our large and loyal listening audience, Deborah in Manchester, who uh, I'm seeing it through my phone, so I don't know where it is. I'm just opening the, the real Facebook page or at least Facebook page on the real computer. But uh, today, meaning yesterday, Manchester Police Chief uh, personally called Manchester mom Alicia Neely to let her know that the charges brought against her last week were dropped Political Buzz reported that Neely was arrested for child endangerment because she had a firearm in the glove box of her vehicle and a child in the front seat. This all happened during a routine traffic stop. Neely told her story, and it certainly didn't paint a picture of a mother endangering any children. If anything, it showed a mom who wanted to protect herself and her children. Uh, and then she goes to quote the article. Uh, Neely was driving in the right-hand lane on her way. Uh, to I-293 I when she was pulled over. Officer Smith was to her left. When Smith asked her for a license and registration, Neely told the officer that her registration was in the glove box next to her handgun. Neely was told that she endangered the kids because she had a loaded firearm in close proximity to one of them. Neely was released on her own personal recognizance and is due in court on November 28th. She was told by the Manchester Police Department that she wasn't allowed to get a copy of the police report and had to send her attorney to retrieve it. You're, the Second Amendment allows you to have a gun, but not kids. <laughs> <laughs> there was outrage in the Second Amendment community um, among some New Hampshire state legislators and among some New Hampshire state legislators because there were no laws that appeared to be broken. As a result of her wrongful arrest, Neely also lost her job at the Sununu Youth Services Center, and I think the state's going to have to answer for that, just like I believe MPD is going to have to answer for this. Yeah, that was a good call by uh, Chief Willard. Yeah, but without being allowed to actually explain what happened, Political Buzz reached out to Chief Willard, who made the following statement. After consulting with City Solicitor Emily Rice, we made a collective determination that we were not going to go forward with prosecuting the case against Alicia Neely. Uh, as such, her charges have been null prost. Null prost is legal jar uh, jargon for case dismissed or charges dropped. Neely and her family have been devastated by the incidents that have occurred over the past week, and we're extremely relieved to hear about the charges being dropped. Neely also gave a statement to Political Buzz. Although the mistakes made on behalf of MPD and DCYF have caused myself and family a great deal of grief, I believe dropping the charges against me is a good step towards repairing the damage that was done to my life. A good step but not the whole thing. 
Neely is still without a means to support her two children as their sole provider. She has been working with youth for a very long time, and Neely can't imagine doing anything else. Sununu Youth Services Center jumped the gun and never let her have her day in court. Hopefully, they see the light. Neely's attorney said that he will also move forward to get the arrest completely annulled from her record. That was a sole provider and protector. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kim, you left out that word, protector. So I, I, I have to tell you something. Uh, you know, and if we can ask, but we're going to get the, oh, this is a personnel matter, or it's being investigated, and nobody's going to say anything. But um, the cop in question, in my opinion, um, well, I'm not sure he should have a badge. He needs a little uh, train retraining. Yeah, little maybe a little retraining. I, I I don't know, but I find it amazingly disturbing as a gun owner myself. It's kind of a judgment call. I had a waitress. I went to a diner early in the morning in Hillsborough, and a waitress was frantic. She said, "I might yet the other day, her child had seen a twenty-two rifle in the back of a pickup truck and gotten it out in front of the restaurant." And she said, I called the police, and they said there's nothing they could do. He has a right to have the gun. I said, well, he doesn't have the right to gun, have his gun in the back of his truck, you know, in the back of the open truck parked on a city street. I said, yeah, and he's not in the truck. I said, I don't think the cop was right, you know, about that. Well, maybe, maybe not. So that's another judgment call. But, you know, that, but that, then again, I mean, maybe because I'm a gun owner, my kids know not to ever pick up a weapon. Yeah, but uh, the adults should know not to leave a t- rifle in the bed of your truck and park it on the street and leave the truck. You know, it's just kind of. <laughs> well, but that's, yeah. I mean, Every, every situation is different, but I think Chief uh, Willard handled this properly. Well, he, he did. And the question is going to be, what what do you do about the officer? Uh, you know, is this, uh, you know, is this a one-off? Is this an anomaly? Or is he uh, similarly aggressive in other cases? I know the police, you know, are doing everything they can uh, especially as we battle the opioid epidemic. They're doing everything they can to bring any possible charge they can against anybody as a way of, of putting people in jail for longer periods of time or finding, you know, finding things that courts uh, won't, you know, won't turn away from. But in this case, given, um, given the set of circumstances, just to merely charge child endangerment because there is a weapon that, while loaded, didn't have a round in the chamber had the safety on, and was in the glove box um, with her there. The children, there were four kids, I guess, in the car. Children all properly seatbelted, everything else. She works for the state. She's a veteran. She's got firearms training. Apparently, all of this was discussed with the officer. I didn't read all of Kimberly's thing. Right. And still charges her with child endangerment. Well, hey, buddy, back off the Wheaties. You're a little too big a champion here. The officer seems to know about uh, weapons. I don't know if he knows about laser beams. Because <laughs> there's going to be a laser beam of scrutiny and focused yeah. on him from now on. Everybody's yeah. going to be looking at this guy every time he makes an arrest. Like, yeah. what did he do this time? So, Well, and, I, and I'm troubled by the fact that Kimberly made a, a request for the police report was denied um you know <laughs> the, the the arrested was denied i had to send her attorney to get uh, you know guys and, and and this is coming you know from a department that's already incurred rightly or wrongly accusations of being opaque not transparent because they they uh they encoded the scanners so that people can't and I, i'll tell you I've been going door to door. I'm surprised. I've actually heard about people, you know, asking what their concerns are, you know, with the city, the schools, anything. You know, hi, Rich Gerard running for election to the school board with my friend so-and-so here. Um, you know, we're coming to see if, if folks are planning to vote on November 7th and if so, what their issues are. 
I've heard three or four times literally about people annoyed over the police scanners uh, yeah. not being able to be heard in the city anymore. Yeah. One lady gave it to me for about 10 minutes. I was on a jury in Manchester three years ago. I mean, there was Manchester cases, and two of them involved police. And when the judge came in and said, well, how'd the case go? I told him, don't ever have me down here again and have officers not, tell, not, not respond to questions by attorneys. So he goes, you know, it's not my job to do that. It's, a, you know, the counsel's job, the prosecutor's job, and the defense attorney's job to do that. He said, okay, fine, I understand. So if you don't keep an eye out, things go south fast. But I think Willard made a good call. He's got to correct the behavior of this officer if it's not a one-off. Yeah, well, if it is a one-off, then he needs some uh, immediate remediation. If it's not a one-off, then he needs to find a different profession because, to me, that is to, to, to me that is showing um, a willingness to, I don't know, infringe upon people's constitutional rights because perhaps of a belief about what people should and shouldn't be able to do yeah. with firearms. Because it, it was child endangerment was the charge, right? Yep. Anybody sees that, child endangerment, they're not going to think a stupid no. uh, a call on a, on a weapon in a glove compartment. They're not going to think that. They're going to think child endangerment like a thousand different things oh, right. go through your mind. That's a horrible like thing. Like she to was pointing them. it at the kid. Right. You know, um, yeah, no, that's... Uh, uh, and but, you know, but. and it's particularly problematic here because you've got a woman who had the gun because of domestic abuse history and threats of violence against her and her children, and so now the mere possession of a gun in the presence of children is the endangerment of chi- of children. That, that's that's not something to take yeah. lightly. They always say there's never a cop around when you need one. <laughs> this is like the opposite of that. Yeah. There's a cop there when you didn't need him. Jeez. Uh, you know, anyway, we had this happen in Salem a few years ago. They had a somebody had a got arrested for open carry, mm-hmm. and I think the Salem PD changed their policy, and the chief wrote an apology. It's it's hard to get an apology or a correction like this out of out of chiefs often or superior officers often. So I, I commend them for that. That's a it's step in the right direction. No, and when I heard when when Kim said that you know Willard told her that he was going to look into it, I had every confidence in the chief that he would. He's not the kind of guy who sweeps it under the rug because I think he understands that that undermines public trust. And I told her, and she said, "Well, I hope you're right." I said, "I told her if Willard said he's looking into it, he will honestly look into it, and if they find that there's something wrong, they will correct it, and they will make sure that everybody knows it's corrected." Because uh, that's the kind of guy that Willard is, and uh, I appreciate that, and and hopefully uh, the officers under his command understand that that's what needs to be done to maintain and strengthen public trust. We are going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. You are listening to the Dread at Large Radio Show. I'm Rich Gerard. Good morning.